Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2016. This is Di talking about steps 5, 6 and 7. Yeah, g'day everyone. My name's Di and I'm an alcoholic. Hi Di. Yeah, it's awesome to be here today and um, yeah, I'm, my home group is working with others in Heidelberg and um, yeah, it's been an awesome weekend so far so I hope I can continue to carry the message, not the mess, but um, yeah, so... Um, So I'm just going to read something from the big book and that'll get me going. So it says, Having made our personal inventory and what shall we do about it? We've been trying to get a new attitude and a new relationship with our creator and to discover the obstacles in our path. Now these are about to be cast out. And it says the best reason first, and I'm jumping quite a few lines here, but I'm just picking up the important stuff. And it says the best reason first, if we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. And, um, you know, my experience of this step, and I've done these steps a few times, you know, and I've gone, I've gone through these steps, you know, because I needed a solution. I needed a solution. My problem with alcohol had been fixed from the day I walked into AA. I put the alcohol down, you know. My problem's not drinking today. You know, and I was convinced, you know, that my problem was in that bottle, and I put the bottle over there, I put the cork in the bottle, and I'm going to be okay. But, um, you know, what happened for me, you know, through my first 12 months of my recovery, you know, I had a lot of stuff. I had a lot of unmanageability going on in my life and, um, and I wasn't drinking, you know, and I was expecting my life to get a whole lot better and it, it did from the point that I was waking up without hangovers. You know, I was starting to, you know, feel much better about myself. I was getting physically better. I was functioning better at work and I was becoming, you know, somebody who wasn't just, you know annihilating themselves with alcohol every night, drinking myself in a blackout and then dealing with the consequences. But, um, you know, this, um, this journey of going through these steps became really, really, really a life and death mission when I got to about 13 months sober. You know, I tried sponsorship a few times in my first year and um, I couldn't find the right person to help me. And I got to 13 months sober and I tell you what, I was desperate and I was willing to go to any lengths. And, um, and I was really, really on my knees asking, asking whatever it was out there that was, that was, you know, directing me in the direction of AA to help me because I was doing all the recommended things, I was doing all the suggested things and I was putting my bum in the seat, you know, expecting my head to follow. I was, you know, meeting after meeting after meeting and I was doing all the suggested things and I was insane and I had a lot of problems going on in my personal world and just that was not enough for me. So... Um, you know, I went through the steps and, um, you know, and I, you know, I discovered, you know, I had to diagnose my alcoholism in the first step and that happened when I was about 13, 14 months sober. You know, I didn't know I belonged here. I knew I needed you and I wanted to be here, but I didn't know how I was powerless over alcohol, according to the description in the big book. And, um, and I knew I needed to be restored to sanity when it came to the way that I drank in a whole lot of areas in my life as well, in step two. You know, and it says after step three, you know, um, what does it say? I can't remember. I'm having a blank. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Doesn't matter. But, um, you know, I had a lot of stuff, you know, that I took into my third step, step decision to hand my will and my life over to the care of my God. You know, I, over the care of this program, you know, help me. You know, I'm in trouble here. You know what I mean? I've lost my way. I've lost my way, not only in the bottle, but I've lost my way when it comes to you know, living in my own skin comfortably, you know, trying to have relationships with others, which wasn't happening. 
I was having big problems with personal relationships. I was prey to misery and depression. I had all of that stuff going on. And unbeknown to me, I had the wreckage of the past. You know, I had over 30 years of being um, in the grips of this disease and not even realising how much that was affecting the way the person that I was and it was affecting the way of my, my alcoholism. You know, the reasons why I drink. You know, the big book says we've got to get down to causes and conditions. So, you know, as David and Christine and Frank, you know, awesome stuff, you know, to see all that stuff up there, you know, and to see how we untangle the mess within, you know, I don't have the power to do that. I need a power greater than me to be able to, you know, go through the, the mechanical process, even though it's a spiritual exercise, but I have to just follow instructions, you know. I'm blinded by everything within me and I do not have a solution but thank God, you know, my drinking got bad enough, you know, that I needed to do something about my drinking. And in doing something about my drinking, I reached out to AA and little was I to know that I was going to learn how to live. I was going to learn a whole set of principles, you know, and if I was willing to go to any lengths and if I was in enough pain and I wanted to have victory over my alcoholism and I wanted to live, <coughs> I was teachable enough to follow the instructions. And, you know, when I was 13 months sober, the lady who took me through this program knew these steps inside out. And little did I know what was to come as a result of doing these disciplines as well. And that was um, unbelievable. So this fifth step, you know, admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, what a powerful step that is, you know, to, you know, I, I flew on an aeroplane up to New South Wales, you know, with my fourth step in my hand, you know, and I'd done what David described. I had it all there, and plus I had a whole lot of stuff, you know, that didn't come about as, as a result of what people had done to me, but as a result of what I'd done to others. I had my list of my harms and my list of my secrets, and I thought that I was going to take that stuff to the grave. And, um, but as I said before, you know, I was willing to go to any lengths, and, and I wanted to feel better, and I wanted to get well, and I didn't want to feel all this pain, so... I fronted up for it and I had no idea what was in store and I was, it, it, it was not as complicated or as hard or as frightening as I imagined. It was just a process of sitting down with somebody else who'd gone through this process. I'd already done the work. I'd done the work. He already knew. I knew. It was on paper in black and white. The process is just asking me to share it with another human being. And, um, and there's promises that come out of the fifth step once you do this. And I'm going to read them to you. So it says, We pocket our pride and we go to it, illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. We begin to feel the nearness of our Creator. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we're on the broad highway, walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. And I'm here to tell you that every one of that happened to me. I was on an aeroplane flying home from New South Wales and I felt closer to God, whatever it was. And at that stage, it was my dad. He was my higher power because his whole God business, he could just, you know, I wasn't getting involved in all of that because he'd let me down big time. And I didn't want to know about that. But um, I felt so free. I had no more secrets. You know what I mean? Everything inside of me had been shared with another human being. And you know something? 
I made them out to be so big. And my sponsor, she just smiled, she nodded, she agreed. You know, she shared some of her stuff with me. She made me feel at ease. And I felt free. And I felt this enormous relief, you know. And um, I did start to feel the nearness of my creator. You know what I mean? All of those things came true for me. And, you know, the biggest barrier to that was my fear. You know, my fear, my God. And I was in this, um, we were up in, um, up near Wollongong, you know, and before I, I was up there for the weekend to do my fifth, and before, before you know, we started, we were out shopping about, and, and there was this op shop, and we went into this op shop, and I've shared with a few people that have come to do their fifths at my house, that um, I found this little angel, a little ceramic angel, and it has this look of terror and fear on its face. And it's going like this. And that was me. <laughs> I was terrified. I thought, what I've got in here, I'm going to get judgment, shame, everything that I imagined would, would happen, happened. And none of that happened. And um, so just that exercise in itself, and it's not a hard exercise to do. You already do all the work in your fourth step. All you have to do is share it. That's all you have to do, go through. And... Um, yeah, so that was a really powerful um, exercise for me, very freeing. And, um, you know, and then, you know, moving on to step six, you know, and step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character, you know. And I discovered, you know, through my infantry process, well, there's the evidence of my life run on self-will. There it is there in black and white. You know, I can see, I can see, you know, um, my harms, I can see all the fear that just, like fear is an evil and corroding thread, you know, it ought to be classed with, with stealing, the big book says, and it's so true. Um, you know, all of the things that I've discovered in myself, my selfish thinking, my selfish, my selfish actions, the delusion and denial that I live in. I have ideas, you know, about myself, about other people, and all of that stuff, you know, gets... Um, Thank you. Get smashed in my um, in my fourth step because I'm shown the truth. I'm shown the truth about me, you know. And and you know, talking in my fifth step with my sponsor, you know, I'm taken to you know new areas of um, just that self-truth and self-honesty. And one of the biggest things about the fifth step is um, I'm jumping around. Sorry, but that's just the way I do it. But um, is my ego. Like in the fifth step, that's a, just a really big exercise as well in reducing this ego and bringing me down a right size. And um, so, you know, I've got, you know, so here I am, you know, how willing am I to stay sober? How willing am I to, to continue? The 12 by 12 says, you know, um, what does it say? You know, this is where, you know, I can't remember the words, but it, you know, defines the boys from the men. And I tell you what, there's a couple of lines in the big book, but I tell you what, this step, me working this step, I have to, you know, like I'm at a turning point constantly and I have to turn to the spiritual solution of this program because my solution is a bottle of Jacob's Creek. You know what I mean? My solution is to go back and sit behind a poker machine. And I don't, I don't want to do that anymore and I can't do that anymore because I set that off and I'm off and running. You know, and I've been sober for over 10 years and I love the freedom that comes with this. But am I willing to go to any lengths? Do I want what I've got? You know, and so step six is a real defining point. You know, I'm, you know, and so many times, like a lot of stuff was removed from me um, just in becoming aware of it. 
but there's stuff, you know, that doesn't. There's, oh, there's ways of thinking and ways of, of behaving. I have a conscience now, and I'm aware of them, but um, sometimes I don't want to let go of things. Sometimes I still want to play God. Sometimes, you know, I know best, and sometimes, you know, I need to have that delusion smashed, you know? Like, uh, it's one thing to admit that I'm powerless over alcohol, but it's another thing to admit that I'm actually powerless over me. And at the first half of how it works, it says, A, we're alcoholic and we cannot manage our own lives. B, no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And C, God could and would if he was sought. Well, you know, I have to have an experience with that powerlessness in the first step to make me willing in the sixth step to turn to God for help with whatever it is I'm struggling with. And I love what it says in the big book about perhaps there is a better way the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God, which means that he's going to take me beyond where I am right now to a solution that I'm not yet aware of that's going to work so much better for me. It's not going to step on their toes and they're not going to retaliate. It's actually going to help me to grow up, front up, face up. It's going to help me to handle things in a way that is going to have a much, much better outcome for me. And it's going to enable me to stay sober. So... Um, what do I do about that? Well, there's further instructions up in 10, 11 and 12 about how to, live in this, how to live in the world of the spirit and how to put those spiritual principles into place on how to managing resentments and fears and, you know, anger and all of the things, you know, that come up in me as I'm in my daily interactions with the world. But, um, you know, at the moment, I just have to be willing and... Um, And, you know, it comes back at the end of the day, it comes back to, do I want to stay sober sometimes? And, um, and do I want to live? And do I want to have victory over my alcoholism? Because at the beginning, I said, I was asked, are you willing to go to any lengths to have victory over your alcoholism? And I said, well, yes, I am. I had no idea what that meant, but I'm like, yes, I am. I'm desperate. So, um, yeah, so I've got a whole lot of stuff, you know, that I find objectionable about myself, you know, and I start praying to this power greater than me to help me with this stuff. I can't stop obsessing about my son. I need a power greater than me to stop me from getting in there and trying to run the show. You know what I mean? It's a, like it's the, it's the living stuff where this really starts to have really big importance in my life, especially the stuff that really causes me a lot of... Um, I can't let go of. And... Um, you know, I love what it says in the 12 by 12 about the sixth step. It really expands it out and it gives a whole lot of information for me that helps me have a much better understanding around that. And, um, you know, moving into step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Well, you know, by this stage, I hope I've got humility because I've seen a whole lot of truth about myself which has convinced me that I've got problems, more problems other than just the way that I drink. You know, I have the evidence in black and white of the failure of my life run on self-will. It's all there. You know, so I, um, you know, humbly asked him to remove my shortcomings. And, um, and I love the prayer, the seven-step prayer, my creator. I'm willing that you have all of me, good and bad. Please remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and others. Please grant me strength as I head out to do your bidding. And, you know... For, for me, I need that stuff. I need to be using those tools. I need to be meditating on that stuff. When I'm in the moment, when I'm in, you know, stuff's, life's coming at me, thank you. Life's coming at me, you know, and I'm, 
you know, I'm, I'm just blocked off, you know, I'm blocked off with self-will again, you know, and I, and I have to put the tools in, um, you know, and I'm, I, you know, I'm living in 10, 11 and 12 at the moment, you know, but I've done this, you know, clearing away the wreckage of the past, four through to nine, and every year I go back through the 12 steps and I go back to one and I go back through the steps again because I have to experience that powerlessness again in step one and be reminded because I forget. I've got a big forgettery and, um, and the ego rebuilds and Harry Tebow, he writes about that um, in AA Comes of Age, I think it is. Um, you know, he talks about, you know, it doesn't matter how many years you've been sober, the ego rebuilds and we have to experience that powerlessness. You know, we have to go, but well, I, I don't know if he actually said that, but I, that's what I take from it, and I understand that to be true. And, um, and I tell you what, each time I do go back to step one, I have a whole new dose of lack of power. Because at the end of the day, it says in We Agnostics, lack of power is our dilemma. We needed to find a power greater than ourselves by which we could live, and that's exactly what this big book is about. Its main object is to, is it to enable you to find power that'll solve all of your problems. And my experience is I've been able to deal with every one of my problems through this program. And, um, yeah, so it works. Like, you know, there's, you know, if there's newcomers in the room that haven't gone through the steps, don't be frightened. This is the free, it says down here, one of these pages, you know, this is the arch to freedom. This is the stuff, this is the stuff on the inside now. This is the reasons why we drink. You know, and I had a whole lot of stuff inside of me that I didn't realise, you know, was blocking me off. I didn't know. It just, it just formed my whole personality. You know, the stuff that I'd gotten up to and, um, and the person I'd become. Because I was an alcoholic from 14, 15 and I didn't know until I was 46 when I came through the door, doors of AA. And, um, you know, today, you know, my life is so much different. You know, I know how to work these, pro these tools in my life to help me to overcome self. Because my problems are no longer about alcohol. It's all about living, living peacefully in my own skin, accessing a power greater than me to help me to overcome self, to overcome resentments and fears. And, and the things that happen in life, you know, that um, you know, cause me grief. People don't do what I want them to do. If I react, I step on their toes, they retaliate, and guess what, I've got a whole new set of problems. You know, but if I work this program and I, and I love, there's so many tools in this book to use to manage this alcoholic personality. And as a result of doing that, I have had an entire psychic change. I have had that spiritual awakening it talks about in, in the 12th step. You know, um, yeah, and you know, to me, this is all about freedom too. You know, it's freedom from the bondage of self and, um, and having recovered or recovering and being given the power to help others. And, um, and I do help others and I show others how I've gone through the 12 steps and how awesome is that? You know, I, somebody was at my home last week and they're in the room here today, but, you know, doing their fifth step, you know, and to see the freedom that, that they get, you know, and it's so, it's just, thank you, it's just so powerful. Who would have thought I'd be standing up here talking to you guys? You know what I mean? I was drunk on the couch every night. You know, that's how far I got. No holidays, no nothing. Today, you know, I travel in AA, I, you know, I get out and about, you know, and I have, I live a life I didn't even know existed. I have relationships I didn't even know existed. You know, I'm, I'm in relationship with, my, with family members that are just so beautiful and so rewarding 
and I'm giving instead of taking. And that in itself is awesome. And if I hadn't come to AA, if my alcoholism, my drinking hadn't got bad enough for me to reach out and get help, I would never have discovered this stuff. This stuff about the fourth step, five, six and seven. And we're gonna, you know, and then you're gonna move on to eight and nine, which you'll hear about in the morning, you know? Powerful stuff. So I think I'm out of time. So thank you. <laughs> Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.